Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I am your host, Ian Altman. On this episode, I want to talk about sales pipelines. I want to talk about the things that we ask in meetings, things that we generate in reports, and all this amazing insight that we think we're getting from our pipelines that may actually not be giving us nearly as much information as we think. So what are, what are the big traps that people fall into? Well, the first thing is that I want you to recognize that if you look at a pipeline for yourself or anyone on your team, notice what percentage of the deals are forecast to happen on either the first day of the month or the last day of the month. Those are often an indication of just a guess. We don't know exactly when the deal is going to happen. Gee, it's June, it's July, we figure mm, September 1st. Why September 1st? Well, it's June or July. I don't think I can make this deal happen by July or August, which means September seems like the next most likely date. Not necessarily a good reason to pick a date, but I'll give you some insight into what we can uncover to try and figure out real dates. The other thing that we rarely track in pipelines is we need to start tracking what was the original forecast date and now what's the current forecast date. And I would suggest that you track something that says how many times has the date changed? I would suggest to you that those deals that have slipped three or four times probably are going to slip 30 or 40 more times before you lose the deal to a non-decision or some explanation that isn't very good, but is something that seems plausible. For example, in a pipeline report, I will often see people say, well, the, we lost this deal or the deal is dead because the client stopped responding to us or they chose another vendor or because of price. All of those are mislabeled explanations or excuses. Why do I say that? Because what can we learn from each of those dispositions for those opportunities? The answer is absolutely nothing. If the conclusion is, well, they stopped responding, well, was this ever qualified to begin with? Just because someone stopped responding, okay, does that mean that we were wasting our time and resources from the beginning? Stopped responding is usually an indication that we may have been column fodder to begin with. If you wanna get top results for your team, take a look at the Same Side Selling Academy. Just visit samesideselling.com to learn more. When I wrote Same Side Selling, my, I said to my co-author, Jack, Jack, I know that half the time you put something out for RFP, remember Jack is a guy who spent two decades in purchasing and procurement. I said, Jack, when you guys put stuff out to RFP, half the time you already have a preferred vendor. So do you think that's true? Usually when I ask people, they say, yeah, I think it's true. Jack says it's not true. Said 100% of the time we have a preferred vendor. And if you don't know who it is, it's not you. Oftentimes, people in procurement and in businesses, they just want to make sure that their preferred vendor is giving them a fair price, that they're getting a good proposal, getting good information. And so they want other people to participate because they get free information from your responses. They may even get information that says, hey, maybe someone else is willing to do it for less. They go back to their existing preferred vendor and they say to them, hey, will you do this for a little bit less? Because these other people said they will. Well, you need to realize if they're asking you that, it means they prefer to do business with you because if they prefer the other people and they were less, they would have already signed their contract. So just keep that in mind as you go forward. But this notion of, well, they stopped responding, they chose another vendor, or it's about price, 
doesn't really tell us much. And we're left now wondering, well, what's the real reason that happened? Well, why did they stop responding? Why did they choose a different vendor? Why did they feel like our price was too high compared to what? Were they comparing apples to apples or apples to pomegranates? We need to get better insight about that. So what would you need to know instead? And what I would say is this. We need to start thinking more intelligently about what's in our pipeline and what isn't. See, oftentimes we feel like we have to report all this activity because if I kill the deals that aren't real, it might look like I don't have that much going on. What you need to recognize is every deal that's not real is wasting resources for yourself and the other people in your organization. And it also means that our pipelines are often, if they were to be filed in a library, would be filed under fiction rather than nonfiction. We need to make sure that we're creating pipelines and forecasts that are accurate and reliable, not just some wish list and fantasy. So what kind of information should be in those reports? Well, here's what I would suggest. First, you want to have something that says, well, why would they pick us? Why would this client pick us over other people? Also, I want to know why would they pick a different vendor? And if so, who would they pick? Because if we don't win, who's likely to win? Because now if it turns out that way, we realize that, oh, you know what? We keep losing to this other vendor because of X. That might mean that we either need to shore up our service offerings or product offerings around those gaps or decline to participate if that's part of the criteria for a given opportunity. When it comes to a forecast date, the date has to be meaningful. So we have to ask ourselves, what happens if the client doesn't do this deal by that date? Not what happens to us, what happens for them? If they say, well, if it doesn't happen that date, we'll just do it in a month or two later, that's not a real date. If the client said, well, the reason why this date is important, if we don't do it by this date, then we miss this other opportunity. There's money on the table. You know, dogs and cats will be living together. It'll be total chaos. Then we get a sense of whether or not the date is real. We also want to get, get a sense of something that's in the same side quadrants, which is how important is solving this compared to other things on their plate? Because oftentimes it's not that they don't care about our stuff. They just care about other things more than whatever it is that we're advocating for. And then we want to get a sense of who in their organization is likely to either bless this or kill this. And if we had a conversation with them, the other big thing we want to say is what do we need to do to earn their business? And where are the areas that we have gaps right now? See, that'll give us a sense of an honest assessment of which opportunities are real and aren't real. In some cases, what will happen is you consistently lose deals because your organization is either too big or too small for that size opportunity. Yet you keep pursuing deals of that size. What you need to recognize is, look, if we're losing the deal because we're too small or we lose the deal because they're too small compared to how big we are, then we just need to better qualify early on and say, you know, the deals that we're winning, we win because the client is selecting us for these reasons. So early on in the process, we need to ask questions about whether or not those things are important to them. We can also use the concept that we teach in the Same Side Sung Academy of the client vision pyramid that says to our clients, when they're looking for help in this area, they're usually looking at one of three levels. Here's the base effective level, the enhanced level, and the engaged level in that client vision pyramid, we describe those really well. And we say, which level you're looking for. And if they don't describe that engaged level, which represents us really well, then we don't want to pursue it. A pipeline should not be a pipe dream. 
A pipeline should be an honest assessment of the opportunities that you have that are likely to happen and an honest evaluation of which deals are real, which ones aren't, what the client needs to see, why you might win it, why you might not win it. And that gives us an honest assessment we can communicate internally and externally to help make deals happen. So next time you're doing a pipeline report and people start looking at things like, oh, well, they stopped calling us back or it was a pricing issue or they chose another vendor, we have to ask simple questions like, why is that? Why did they stop calling us back? Why did they pick another vendor? What can we learn from that lost opportunity so we're more efficient where the resource is going forward? And if you do that and take that approach, you'll probably close and bring in a much higher percentage of opportunities and you'll waste less time chasing deals that were never yours to begin with. If you want to talk about a certain topic, if there's something you'd like me to cover on the next episode of the Same Side Selling Podcast, drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have a great week.